Okay, we're episode. kicking this off. Another episode of Dorks R Us this is going to be a fun one. We're talking about some uh, new trailers that have come out and hit the interwebs. We're also going to do a retrospective on The Last Jedi. And I uh, give you. Year. One year and uh, James is all excited about that and our picks of the week. And uh, before we get on into all that, here's the intro. Boring, predictable gifts. Every holiday season, it's the same old thing. A pair of socks. That terrible holiday sweater. Or how about that fruitcake? Oh, if I get another fruitcake, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tear into someone's esophagus. Anyways, why not try something bold this holiday season? And nothing screams festive like a zombie Santa with your coffee. Bold, robust, delicious. Deadly Grounds Coffee. It's coffee to die for and zombie approved. Why not get a little deadly this holiday season? Okay, so with us today we have Mr. James. Are you ready for hot takes? Porg hot takes about <laughs> Last Jedi. Because I got it. I got all of them. Uh, and Yo-Yo's here. Everybody, I have no hot takes. I, I just, I just sit here. I guess. <laughs> uh, and my name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard, but you all know that. Uh, okay, so w- w- we have the Godzilla trailer. Yo-Yo just watched the Watership Down trailer, and we have Star Wars. What do you want to kick it off with, James? Um, let's talk about the King, the King of Monsters. Um, the new Godzilla trailer drop. Um, unexpectedly expectedly i don't know really i think that's a movie that's kind of very much it people know it's coming out but i think they keep forgetting it's coming out because when i was like oh there's a new godzilla trailer my one of my buddies at work was like oh yeah they're coming out with like a sequel to that like they're coming out with that um i liked it you got to see more of the monsters um you saw some new monsters that they haven't announced yet um on top of your your classic three um i also feel like that tom hiddleston plays the same character in every movie um but i think i think it's gonna be awesome i think it's gonna come out uh comes out in may so that's gonna be a nice nice way to continue the after avengers and after endgame um it looks fun it looks like one of the big battles happens in um boston too yeah. Which is really cool. It, so. lo- it looks like there's going to be multiple so battles. The are going to get lost. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> on the one-way road. <laughs> well, uh, no, in, in one of the trailers, Fenway gets destroyed. So that was like one of the things like some people were joking around. It was like, Boston, it's about time that something like a natural disaster or something happened in Boston. Uh, other than Fallout 4. Jeez. Uh, uh, you, you had to go right in the fields right there, huh? Fallout 4. <laughs> uh okay so um 
one of the big complaints about the last movie was, well, not the last movie because the last movie was King Kong and that was absolutely fabulous. Uh, but before that with uh, Godzilla, um, a lot of people complained that we did not get to see enough of Godzilla or the creatures. You know, it was always hiding until, you know, the final scenes. Uh, but here, the trailers, it's full on dog fights and battles and we see a face-off tremendous face-off with uh Ghidorah and uh Godzilla yeah my biggest I mean, complaint was the lack of um what you call him god damn I forgot his name I forgot his name how could I forget his name well uh Ooh, Aaron Johnson no well we have uh Godzilla Mothra Rodan and Ghidorah does that We're, help I don't know give, what you're talking give me about. a moment and I'll, I'll remember his name <laughs> Brian Cranston there, oh, oh, right. yeah. oh, oh, the big fake out. Yeah. yeah. It, it reminded me, again, I still will never forgive you, Robert Rodriguez, for the faculty. Never. <laughs> well, I think it's funny that Brian, <laughs> excuse me, Brian Cranston signed on knowing that his part was only, like, a small part. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the fun, like, he agreed to, like, I will totally be part of this because of that. Um, I'm with you. Like, I think that I think they've learned from their mistakes. I think they have an all-star cast. I think this is Billy Bobby Brown's first film um, since Stranger Things. So I'm kind of excited to see how she does on, like, the big screen. Um, So, but, yeah, I'm with you. Like, every scene in Godzilla was like, oh, look, they're fighting on TV or they're fighting in the distance. They're they're doing this. And it's like, okay. Also it goes back to my previous statement about Elizabeth Olsen and that other guy just can't act. It goes back to the Quicksilver conversation from last week. <laughs> like I, they can't act themselves out of a plastic bag. So like, no, but I mean, kick off, kick at, kick off, kick ass was still a good uh, movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, Did you see kick ass too? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Eh. And we still didn't get but a I, hit girl movie, but that's another story. Uh, but I like I like your seeing the monsters. I think they all look like their Toho creations. I like how you're getting a little bit more of a different story behind them. Um, and it looks like I think the one line that I liked a lot was like, "Oh, we're gonna have Godzilla as a pet," and he's like, "The guy, the Japanese guy was like, yeah, no, we're his pet." Like yeah. I was like, "That's that's pretty badass." And then like some of the scenes of like Godzilla and all the planes going after Ghidorah, like it's just sitting there being like, "This is, looks." epic and oh, i hope it is and that's one of those things like imax check. Oh, the, like, yeah this that's is an a, imax film for me exactly this I, is I a must worry that's going to be overload on monsters though like hopefully it's a nice balance that's my like well, the spider-man syndrome we have this way too many villains yeah well i feel like you're gonna have like they've, they've teamed up you're gonna have the protectors and you're gonna have the aggressors you know, and, and what I've gotten is you're going to have, you're going to Mothra and Godzilla are going to be the protectors and you have, uh, Gadira and, um, Rodan. Yeah. Rodan. R- Rodan as yep. Rodan as the, the aggressors. And I, you know, I feel like, you know, they're going to, you know, there's going to be a point where that whole hero arc is going to come to a point where Godzilla is going to get defeated somewhere, mm-hmm. somehow, and he's going to rise up and just, just kick ass. Because you have to, you, you have to lead into Godzilla v King Kong in 2022 or 2021 or whenever that movie's coming out. So I'm excited. I think it looks really good. I think Universal and Legendary is doing it the right way. Uh, I'm just curious because it looks like they destroy every city. 
oh, yeah. you know, DC's DC's getting destroyed. Whatever city's right by the volcano gets destroyed. Boston gets destroyed. Like, well, it, it looks Nebraska like the, untouched. It, it, yeah, well, <laughs> it looks like the world has gone into turmoil. So something happens where the world is essentially gone to shit. And everybody knows that Mothra and uh, 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 Monarch exists. Like Monarch's yep. no longer in the shadows. Yeah. Like it was in Godzilla and Kong. Yep. You were gonna say yo yo. Oh no no no! I was gonna make a political joke, but. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, the trailer has some gorgeous shots. The size of Ghidorah is just amazing. This is gonna be insane, and you know, to see that battle. And to lead up to King Kong versus Godzilla, you know, you know they're both good guys, so they're going to be going easy on each other. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's going to be interesting. Well, I, you know, it's Gamera. funny. That's what they should do: they should fight each other, and then Gamera should come out. <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. Um, well, what, what, what it looks like the one thing they're saying is and this is some reviews and some spitball theories is that they're going to talk about the hollow earth theory and how we're just the layer of another world. And these creatures are coming from below and people are like, you're starting to see that you saw that in the trailer. Like, where's this place where the Godzilla is like laying down there's lava. Is that like a city? Is that a temple? You know, also when they're going through the ocean, is that like an entrance to the hollow earth? Is that where these creatures are coming from? Is these where they live? And then they pop their head up every couple thousand years and go back down. Like, that's kind of stuff that I'm curious to see what they're going to do to explain where all these guys have been hiding for so long and why haven't we found them till just in the last, looks like 40 years, 50, 60 years. Well, it's, it's definitely going to be a must watch opening night. We'll have to buy our that's, tickets early. <laughs> I mean, that's coming out in May. So you got end game, then that, and then you're, you know, the summer movie season will already be on the way, but that's a nice little thing to put in there. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And this is a movie and this is a completely different topic for me is the spacing between the first movie and the second movie is a healthy spacing. There was enough time for the movie to breathe, do whatever it needed to do, and then, oh, okay, here comes the sequel. It wasn't like 2014, 2016, 2018, 2020. It was like, we'll make another one when we can. Well, we had a King Kong in the middle, so we had that to uh, to give us a little taste. True. Big monsters. And then there was a Pacific Rim thrown in there as well, which I still have not seen. <laughs> uh, I think you can live without it. So, yo, yo, you just took a look at the Watership Down trailer coming to Netflix. I refuse to watch it because that movie destroyed me as a child. So, uh, <laughs> you laugh, but it's true. I I have emotional <laughs> scars. <laughs> you went in thinking it was just gonna be like a regular animated movie, or. Oh yeah, I, 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 bunnies. You know, I, I loved bunnies. And to see them drown and all that, yeah, no, no. It so, was, it was so Yo Yo or Leo, why don't you educate our listeners and viewers why this Watership Down is such a interesting 
A, why are we talking about it? And B, what's the history of it? Well, I'll cover why why we're talking about it. Yo-Yo, if you want to cover the history. Uh, so this is coming to Netflix, right? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, that, that's it, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Netflix? Yeah, okay. What isn't coming to Netflix? That's uh, the real question. Netflix has been killing it lately. I mean, just just some awesome stuff. Um, and for them to go back to the wheelhouse for a story like this is very intriguing. Um, they must know there's a lot of pain that comes with it. Um, that goes into the history yo-yo. Were you tormented with this as a child? No. No? I mean, it's reality. Like, it, it's... You do have to warn people before going into it, but it, it is um, realistic to the issues of life. Like, that, that's a, you're going to have to go through stuff like that. you got to go through that if you're a bunny. You're going to get rabies. You're going to have the predators going after you. It's weird how they kind of um, God, I'm going to mispronounce the word and make them more human, like with the politics and stuff like that. But it was you know trying to send the message. It's was his first novel, so I mean, so if your if your first work gets made into a traumatizing movie, then I mean that's a good sign. <laughs> uh, when did the first so, one come out? I think it was uh, in the seventies. I think seventy-seven. Yeah. PBC 78. 78. So, 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 so why it's such a hot button thing is back in the seventies, this, they made BBC made an animated movie called Watership Down story of bunnies. Yay. Bunnies. So a whole generation basically said they scarred themselves because of this movie, because you're literally sitting there watching being like, Oh, it's a movie about rabbits. Okay. Then you watch the movie and you're like, this isn't a movie about rabbits. Um, is, and to a point True, um, but there are some very violent and very strong imagery in the 78 version of this cartoon um, that was not expected. So that's one of those things when you bring that movie up, it's been like, oh my God, like that was kind of off the walls. Uh, and they decided to remake it and release it on Christmas this year on Netflix when BBC One because presence oh it, we we have another you know generation of young ones that need to be totally destroyed <laughs> well, uh, what's I, the story I, yo yo what's the basic plot of it i mean basically uh we have a society of bunnies um they have their hierarchy and everything like that um they are forced to move try to remember exactly it's been a while since I've read the book. Maybe. Yeah, aren't they like they, they they're forced to move and they find a new place, but they have to, it's they have to protect it. They have to fend off from other, creat other animals and other rabbits. It, the whole story of getting there to begin with, and yeah. yeah, and then also the farmer too, right? The farmers or the farmer they had to protect against something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I so I was very young when I saw this. I watched it with no parental guidance whatsoever. When when I was, you know, I came from a very large family, so pretty much I was left to my own devices. You know, if I saw something I wanted to watch, I watched it. And 
nobody guided me or anything and I I just remember watching this thinking oh yay bunnies and then just going like what the hell did I just watch I, I feel sad now <laughs> from then on the lights were always on yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I just remember, you know, uh, the rabbits fighting each other. There was, you know, blood and killing. You know, they're they're fighting, you know, literally biting each other to death. And then there, I remember there was a scene with drowning. And it was, uh, I've never gone back to it. And I don't think yeah, I the, will. Yeah, the BBC went on a little string of really good, weird animated movies in the late 70s. Well, that's also where the uh, Hobbit came from, too, right? Lord of the Rings. They only did yeah. one and a half books. Uh, because, they're, sure. They were waiting for the uh, director of Mortal Engines. <sighs> <laughs> okay, I know we need to move things along. Anything else you want to talk about for uh, Watership Down? Trailer looks for... tamed. Trailer looks tame. I mean, if you if you look from at the original trailer, which you probably should have did as a kid, just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's an all star cast. It's voice acting. It. I mean, it's something I might throw on just to check it out because I know I know for a fact Netflix will shove it down my throat for two mm -hmm. weeks until I watch it. Um, so I'm just gonna text him in the middle of the night. Hey James, wake up! <laughs> Gotta watch the bunnies. <laughs> Can I go play with the rabbits, George? Come on, George. Let's go play with the rabbits. <laughs> uh, I will pet him and love him and call him George. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Last Jedi retrospective. I mean, it's been a year since Last Jedi came out. Since the Porgs entered our lives. I know. I know. They They were very heavy at your wedding. Yes, that's not, why it was called a porg wagon wedding. Not not heavy in weight. I mean, they could have gotten into the you know the cake and stuff, but they were on the cake. They, they were tested the cake. Yeah, and then there was that big one you had. Who ended up with that? Uh, our buddy John took home the 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 big bobblehead porg. Uh, he did me a favor. Uh, I told me and Jen told him to uh, put him. The, uh, the Connecticut Ghostbusters has their Ecto one up and running so i said i need a picture of him on your dashboard and he goes i don't know if they're gonna do it i'm like john you walk up put it on the dashboard you take two photos you take it off the dashboard like i don't need to see it like running red lights in like yeah. greenwich connecticut <laughs> like it can sit in the garage for all i care like i just thought it'd be funny yeah so he sent that to us so uh i think it's still floating around somewhere so nice okay so last jedi uh had a lot of people uh either loving it or hating it. And uh, what camp were you, James? I hated it. You hated it. I hated it. Um, looking back on it, um, and I had I talked to Jen about this too, actually, a little bit today, because we went to see it a year ago tonight. We went to the, the 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. screening of it. Um, and we both left that theater and looked at each other and we're like what the hell did we just watch and just was like ah, that wasn't good like it was one of those like it wasn't good and it came up in conversation that same exact feeling when we left avengers and infinity war we left shocked our minds were blown away by infinity war and i remember looking at jen being like this is how i should have felt 
after Jedi. Like, this is how we should have felt. Like, we should have felt this being like, what did I just watch? The other way, in, in a positive way, uh, Last Jedi, I walked out of there being like, they didn't move the plot. It, everything took place, it seemed like, in a day. Everybody started off at, you know, nobody felt like nobody's character arch got, arc got better or worse. You know, it kind of was like a status quo movie, and it turned Star Wars on its head, which isn't a bad thing. I think, again, the way they did it wasn't good, and they kept saying, like, oh, this was the plan from the beginning. J.J. knew about what was going to happen. I'm almost positive J.J. didn't know what was really going to happen because as of now, episode nine, they're retconning a lot of stuff and not even including stuff that happened in Last Jedi in that story like they did with Empire and Return and, sad to say, Attack of the Clones with Revenge of the Sith. Like, I don't think there'll be a ton of callbacks to that movie. And that, if you're doing a saga-based movie se- series, you got to talk about everything if you're going to have a cohesive story. You can't be like, oh, episode eight never happened. Like, no, like, like you know, that's why I think everybody's saying there's going to be that time jump. There's going to be growth. There's going to be distance in the story from what happened. And I'm okay with that. But at the same time is you got to just use the bad. Like, if you're going to, you got to talk about it. And, um... I think because of this movie, it hurt the franchise, even though it made a billion dollars, it it, it hurt the credibility of Star Wars. You saw that with the solo marketing. You saw that with the solo movie. You saw that you saw you still feel the ripples of that movie a year later in the Star Wars community and in in the franchise. It killed. They even uh, canceled uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. But, they canceled I mean, all those spinoffs yep. because of the, the pushback. And Solo had a little bit to it. And Bob Iger even said, like, that was my bad. Like, we thought we could sustain it. It just didn't, the business model didn't work. And I'll be the one to take a fault for that. But. The fact should become X for the Solo movie. That right. movie should never have came out. Yeah. But the, mean, second they, the second they, they lost Lloyd and Miller, they should have just scrapped the project and ate the loss. Yeah, I mean, if if you have to completely reshoot the movie, and I mean, one of the best scenes from the movie is from the original cut was uh, the scene with uh, when Han first meets uh, Chewie in that pit, you know, which was awesome. But uh, you know, it, it's could have just done that as a web series. Yeah, just just throwing it out there, like if it it wasn't a movie anybody was asking for, I think it would have been so much better just to do it as like an online series. Well, they they talk about uh, they talk about like Star Wars burnout. Our fans getting burnt out, and if you look at the Marvel universe, how many movies were were twenty friggin' movies? What twenty or twenty one movies in? Uh, twenty two when uh, Endgame comes out. Yeah, so we're at twenty. Um, is that counting? Yeah, Captain. Mar- okay, so yeah, Cap- yeah, so we're at twenty right now, and I'm dying for more. I am not burnt out because they are extremely well made uh, and you have a lot of diversity um, when yo yo uh, did we get to you as of uh, what camp you're in hate it or love it when it came out I'm more ambivalent to it like there's certain things I did not agree with um, overall it was not the Star Wars movie that I was wanted it left a lot of questions unanswered but it was not a horrible movie in my opinion uh, and, and, and that's where I fall too. Like it was good, and I will view. I love Mark Hamill. He is Luke Skywalker. 
and I he did what the best he could do with the script he was giving, and I will give him credit for that. Um, and the best parts of that movie, I still believe, are with him and Daisy Ridley on the yep. island. I think that is where that movie is the strongest. I think that's where they could they, they could have put more energy into it. And like, uh, I got it for Easter, and I haven't watched it. I've watched maybe clips and scenes of it, but I haven't watched that movie since it was in the theaters. And yeah. I own it. Uh, and, they, and Netflix keeps shoving it down my throat to watch it. Well, they I do. Will not. They do. <laughs> uh, so you know me. Uh, when something comes out in the theater, I absolutely love it. Everything. Because <laughs> I love going to the theater. But it's... Uh, I need to learn to judge myself about rewatchability. You know, like Doctor Strange. I've watched that over a dozen times already because it's a fantastic movie. Uh, Last Jedi, um, I've watched maybe two or three times. And it's hard to watch now because it's not a lot of great scenes. The best ones are with, uh, you know, um, on the island with with Luke and Ray. And uh, the casino scene was lousy um and just the forced love story yeah and now all the kids have like force abilities and you know what's going on there i yeah it it, when it first came out i really enjoyed it because it's star wars it's at the theater of course you're gonna love it um but it's you know as you reflect on it and james is why i think it's awesome that you want to do this looking back at it i i really don't care for it you know, it has its good scenes, but other than that, um, like Force Awakens, I love Force Awakens, and I can watch that, you know, anytime. But Last Jedi, uh, it's it's a tough watch now. I, I always compare it to, you know, again, and this was always going to be a comparison. I compare it to Empire. I compare it to Return of the Je- the Return of the Jedi. I can sit down and watch Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi on a freaking back-to-back loop. Like I can, like I can watch the original trilogy over and over and over again, no problem. I can watch episode three. I actually, I'm one of the few things that I enjoy, Revenge of the Sith, because I'm like, this is the climax of the prequels. Like, this is what I've been waiting to see is this this turn. It's also, the has some, three. Also, there's some of the best lines ever in the Star Wars series. Like, I saw him killing younglings, and it's horrible acting by Ewan McGregor, as well as Anakin. You're killing me, and again, Natalie Portman overacting like it's just some of that stuff is like this is fantastic i love everything about this <laughs> um but i'm with you I, I if you're like what should i watch i'd be like watch episode watch up to episode seven and fingers crossed and rogue one like yep. you know rogue one has remained rewatchable to me oh yeah totally. but, but see like for last jedi and again this is on disney you you literally saw the writing on the wall was solo pretty early on where you were Disney had to call in a favor to Ron Howard be like, we need you. Kathleen Kelly was like, we need you to fix this movie for us at that point in time. When Lord and Miller got let go, they should have been like, you know what? We're just going to shelve it. We're going to put it on the shelf. We're going to wait till, especially after the bad press last year I was getting like the, 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 the divide in the fan base, all the, 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 the hate of it and the vitriol of it. Disney should have been like, we haven't really been marketing this movie yet. They know what's being made. We're you know we're, we're the, the production's on hold for the time being as we reassess directors, script, blah blah blah, and then just like they tried the Marvel, they tried the Marvel formula. We can put out a movie every couple months, and it doesn't work like that. Like you didn't, you got a trailer for Solo at the Super Bowl 
And then you didn't get another trailer until like April, like with no advertising push because you were still in the, the midst of your last Jedi marketing push. And then last Jedi comes out in April, a month before solo, like then that gets all retrung up. I'm sitting there like you doomed solo out yep. of the poor performance of last Jedi put these star Wars movies in December by themselves and end your, end your year in a high note. I know this year was probably bad because you had like Mary Poppins and you had a couple bigger movies coming out for the holidays, but put star Wars out there and the rest of that month will open up because people are going to reward those weekends like the plague. So I'm hopeful that having JJ on will write the ship. It sounds like he's writing the ship. Uh, Kevin Smith said he was on scene on set and he said it was awesome he saw a scene and it was fantastic and jj was directing was fantastic all that stuff so i'm curious kevin smith again is a fanboy so let's see how much you can take a grain of salt um with that but i I, like i said the bar for not nine is so much lower than last shot i was and i think that was one of the problems with it too is had such a high bar because force awakens was such a good movie and then it was like, well, is, if, okay, so we're going to do the, the the math here. That was A New Hope. This is going to be The Last Jedi. You know Luke Skywalker is going to be in it. Bam. Like, you got nowhere to, else to go but up. And then when it fell so far in our expectations, what do you do? So I want to see if there's going to be a, a, a ripple effect when 9 comes out. Because we should be hope, we should be getting a trailer or a poster or something for Episode 9 soon. Uh, they always do something at the end of December with like an 88 second teaser or, you know, a poster or with a title. Um, let's go from there. So let's see, like, this is it. This is the end of the saga. Like you gotta, you gotta knock it out of the park. I'm really hoping there's no useless, like filler scenes, like again, the casino. Yeah. Like that was an utterly like stupid, stupid, you have... stupid. You have too many. You have so many loose ends. You've got to wrap up, or at least you got you got to follow through on some stuff. Because if this is the end of the saga, you yeah. can't leave tight loose ends. You nope. can't, because if this is it, they're no. This is it with the Skywalkers and the Solos and the Rays and all that stuff. You got to make it a nice clean packet, or or you're gonna have some angry fans because their biggest mistake, and now they've kind of retconned it a little bit is getting rid of that extended universe. Get rid of all that book, all that lore, everything that happened after Jedi or Return of the Jedi. Now, you know it's sad to say Return of the Jedi now to distinguish which Jedi we're talking about. Return of the Jedi. Um, uh, you had all that history and you just was like, nope, I don't want to do that. So, you know, a year after the fact, I'm glad I saw it. Uh, I hated it. Uh, I got my porgs which is fantastic. Well, um, the Porg scenes that, were great. I mean, you know, that's one of the memorable scenes is uh, Chewie cooking a Porg and then looking over, you see them crying or and then playing with the lightsaber and you have that cut scene with one of them like turning on the lightsaber and killing another one. <laughs> or the one, like I said, and, and, that was one, and that's what they were saying is leaks out of the set are there's no like nothing they're not bringing a lot from last jedi over like the whole um character of um the hacker or the guy character yeah he's not coming back 
there's not talk of like porgs they said other than they said they think chewy has his little porg that like was on the ship with him they don't they're saying he probably be still around but jj is like kind of steering away from that stuff like so like i said it was just one of those i mean if you're gonna bring anything over a porg's okay yeah. just saying well you can hey, imagine more... you can imagine one staying on the ship you know and chewy ate the rest well, that was the funny thing too. When we were in Disney, we went to the, the launch bay in uh, Hollywood Studios, and that's their Star Wars area right now. You can meet Kylo Ren, BB-8, and Chewbacca. Uh, so we went on like our we went to MGM three times. Uh, we were that was the parks we visited the most was actually MGM Studios or Hollywood Studios. So we went the first day it was way too long, so we went back the the Wednesday, and we brought Leonard the pork, our little stuffed pork we bring everywhere. And so we're waiting in line for Chewbacca, and and then we go. And so he, the guy walks over. Chewbacca walks over and looks like looks over into the line, pops his head over and sees the porg and takes the porg out of my hand, and starts like playing with it, like on the <laughs> on the console and all this stuff. And then literally took pictures with it. And I was like, this is fantastic. Like this is awesome. Uh, and like I said, I. I like that kind of stuff is like, where did it come from? It came from last Jedi. Like those are like the small things I'll take away from it. But like, it was just funny. Like that's, that's one of our, our funny little honeymoon stories that we're like, we literally brought Leonard to Hollywood Studios twice. And the security guy was like, what's, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> what are you doing with this thing? So. Uh, that's awesome. Well, hopefully balance will be uh, restored with the star Wars universe. We will get more, We'll get a conclusion of the Skywalker saga. Uh, they'll answer some questions, hopefully, and uh, we'll end up with an awesome movie where we actually know the lineage of Rey, whether she's Obi-Wan's daughter or not, because I don't take it that she's nobody. Her parents were nobody. I think that's a false statement. I think I think it's going to be a Kenobi or it's Mar- Mara Jade. Because in the book, uh, the last Jedi novelization, Luke has a dream of a wife. So, I'm very curious to see how that does. So it could be Ray Skywalker, and then you. Can, I think it, if they did that and then continued it with her in the next story. Well, they said the Skywalker saga is done, so they're saying like, and they're at this is it like Kathleen Kennedy said, this is it for this story. Like we, there's no more we can do uh, because the original th- three are legitimately dead. Um, and it, it, like I said, then that's another reason why I'm looking forward to this movie is, um, Carrie Fisher, God for soul gone. Uh, Harrison Ford k- k- crashes planes. Uh, he's gone. Uh, Mark Hamill's a force ghost, so it's going to be very interesting if they're going to, um, if Mark Hamill A is going to carry this movie, or B is if Daisy Ridley, John John Bodega, and Adam Driver can carry this movie, um, because I'm very curious to see if they can. Even, oh, and um, I um, Oscar Isaac can carry this movie. I'm very curious because you're not you're going to have Hamill there, but I don't think he's going to have a bigger role than I think his role will be greatly reduced than he had in Last Jedi. Sad. A puppet like Yoda, that'd be awesome. Well, rumor has it he's been on set, on set, like as as himself. 
so they're saying that he might not be like a forced ghost they're they're it's going to be something else like i think they're going to basically say it's like he's going to be like not like an obi-wan type ghost that would be cool okay well let's uh let's round things up with our picks of the week who would like to go first yo yo thank you my pick of the week is that app I was talking about earlier, um, Earning. So um, it's an interesting concept. I've been trying it out to see how it works. Um, basically, <laughs> you can withdraw like $100 every day, like up to $100, not every day you want to do it. But like if you get paid bi-weekly and like you're in a situation where you need like money quickly, like within a day they'll deposit money in your account. And it's working by like – you take a photo of your timesheet or you just use the geolocation to see where you like that you're at work because you let them know exactly where you work so it can see your phone is at work and it turns how long you're at work and how much you would keep getting paid that day and then on your paycheck they just take that money out so you get that money early when you, you need it for an emergency and then on your paycheck payday you just get it, give it right back to them no fees unless you decide you want to tip them so I thought that was actually pretty interesting. So we'll see how that goes. I'll touch base with the, with you guys next time to you know how it works. Um, so far, I have like a couple hundred dollars um, on that. I haven't withdrawn anything yet. So I was going to actually consider doing that tonight. So we'll see what happens. So is there a fee for withdrawing? Is it Does it go like in – so it goes from the app into your bank account and yeah. then they just take it from the bank account out? Yeah. So like on your payday. So they, they you link your bank account to it so it sees when you get paid. It's running on the idea that you have automatic deposits, so they can see okay. the automatic deposits, so they know you actually do have a job, and you're not just like, oh yeah, give me money. And then what? Do you just put in like your hourly rate? Nope. I'm I'm assuming I'm not quite sure how it's doing the math. Um, honestly, that part that I, that part I'm still a little bit lost on. <clears throat> but I think the concept that it's made for the idea that it's unfair that you have to you know, try to budget yourself for two weeks and sometimes shit, like, things happen and you might need money, like, quickly for doing something. Like, But isn't that kind of borrowing from Paul to pay Peter type of thing? Like, you're preemptively paying yourself, but even though, so, like, you're paying yourself early, but you're just going to have to pay that bill in 10 days, then you're going to, it just feels like it's going to be one of those, like, revolving things you can't well, that's, get out of. That's the worry so it's one of those things you shouldn't be doing all the time. Like if you if you feel like you literally need to do this every day, you have issues. Yeah, and, then, and that's what I'm saying. Like I said, I understand like a one-off thing, but like you're right. That, that's my biggest concern is like, oh, I get all this money, and then like I say, I spend my paycheck, and then, oh crap, payday comes, and there goes my paycheck, and now I have to, how do I pay for the next two weeks? And it's just like then I'm doing this over and over again. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm, yeah, I'm really curious. I want to, I want to see how that this thing works. I think the no fee thing is interesting that they just have the option to tip. Yeah, see, they, they have to be monetizing somehow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they have your information. So that's how I'm assuming they're making a good amount of their money. They know where you are, they know where you work, they can also see your spending habits because they also, like, you have, they have the option to, like, say, hey, look, your bills are about to be due you don't have enough money, do you need this money? Like, they will actually ask you, hey, look, do you need this to cover that spell? Because they'll see any reoccurring payments. Oh, that's smart. And then they also have a program where if it sees your bank account's about to be overdrawn, it'll deposit enough money to cover that 
to keep your account from overdrawing, but it's like $1.50 instead of paying the bank the $35 plus for the overdraft. Oh, okay. Huh. That's interesting. It's one of those, like, in case of emergency things, I feel. Like, it would be very good. Not one of the, like, if you're really deciding to rely on that, you got some deep financial issues that you need to address. But for emergency situations or, like, hey, look, crap, I have this bill that's to due today, and I totally forgot about that because I paid this other thing off. Being able to say, hey, look, move this over here, and I'll pay you back on my payday. Yeah. Like, even if it's a couple of days, that's super useful for people. So I want to see how it works. Nice. Yeah, I could see, you know, in emergency situations, not using on a regular basis. And especially for like, like myself, I get paid, you know, twice a month. You know, I'm not sure. Yo-Yo, are you twice a month as well? Yeah. I'm every, yeah, I'm, I'm every, I'm by, I'm by monthly. Yeah. Yeah. I get paid on the, uh, bi-weekly. No, well, bi-monthly technically is twice a month. Yeah, I get paid. It's one of those things like it's you never know what's the right way, but I think there's like that bi-weekly and bi-monthly are like the same thing. Yeah, I get paid every first in a month and every um, 15th in a month. Okay. Uh, do you want me to go, James, so you go last or you want to go? No, I'm up to you. Leo, I would like to hear from you because it always feels like you always get left out in some of these conversations. <laughs> uh, well, my pick of the week is going to be Spider-Verse. I saw it last night, and it is an absolutely must-see. Uh, we'll do a, a formal review of it once uh, the rest of the dorks here see it, um, which you must. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, a lot of fun. The artwork, I was a little, you know... I was excited to see this, uh, but I was a little not sure how the artwork was going to play. And it is extremely unique and just mind-blowing how it's done. Because um, each character is animated differently. Well, like, I mean, it's supposed to be from different universes, so it does make sense. Yeah, but like when uh, Penny Parker, the uh, uh, Peter Parker from the future, she's like all anime, you know, and, and she has, you know, a uh, little, you know, she, she's like pure Japanese manga anime, you know, and everybody else is just, you know, Spider Pig is like he came out of Looney Tunes and, uh, you know, the newer Spider-Man is awesome because he's just black and white. He can only see black and white and he's trying to play a Rubik's Cube and he's totally confused by it. <laughs> it How's it, Nicolas Cage in it? Uh, what character does he play? Noir? Uh, Noir Spider-Man Noir. Noir was awesome. He Pretty badass. You, you couldn't tell that was Nicolas Cage? I could not. <laughs> well, I, because I was... I I wasn't thinking I mean, about I that. The, I seen the... Like the um, trailers were, and I knew that was Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, well, he, he should have had more... Um, more scene time. You know, it, it was. Yeah, you can only give Nicholas Cage so many scenes before he get Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage is all. Yeah, over, so. yeah. So maybe it was just the right amount. Uh, it focused mainly on uh, the alternate real Peter Parker, which is sort of like a mix mishmash of uh, all the cinematic Spider Mans, uh, and then Miles Morales. Um, uh, Spider Gwen was awesome. Uh, the iteration of doc ock is just phenomenal 
Uh, the movie itself is just a pure joy to see. And, visually, uh, like it looks good. Visually, it's amazing. See, I want to ask more questions, but I don't want to know too much. Yeah. So I have to ask <laughs> Me too, if it's I'm like, like the Superior Spider-Man Doc Ock. Ugh. I, I can't wait can't to wait. see it. Yeah. Wait. So, uh, yeah, that's my pick of the week. Uh, it is a must-see, so head out to the theater right now because next week's going to be uh, Aquaman. My man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you mean I can head out to the theater anyway because no one's going to see Aquaman. <laughs> uh, it made $100 million. It made $100 million in China opening weekend. From what I've heard, it actually, like, it owns – how it's it is bonkers yeah i heard it's so bonkers it's like it walks that line of being like stupidly stupid to like really entertaining like uh, i'm looking no, i'm, I'm actually, so looking forward to it i'm looking forward to because again i've it owns it from what i heard so i mean oh, jason momoa is that's that's he just loves the character like he's even said that in multiple interviews it's just like I made it my own and i don't care what anybody says and i yeah. enjoyed making this movie and justice league and so well he also said the other day which uh he said henry cavill's uh does not want to give up the role of superman anytime soon oh he doesn't like yeah. henry cavill's fought for that role like yeah. so. um I, I i think i told you guys uh i saw the first two minutes of aquaman online and uh yeah, yeah. unfortunately you tend to frequent reddit i know like yes I, I oh my god that movie just had me crying it was like yeah <laughs> it's gonna be awesome i'm gonna see it multiple times but james what is your pick of the week my pick of the week is tis the holiday season i saw the christmas chronicles with kurt russell of santa claus on that, netflix another uh, netflix show that was so awesome um it was one of the things i was watching the grinch and i finished watching the grinch on netflix and i was like all right you guys have been telling us oh actually so so, so this was my video watching last night Episode seven of Hill House, because that wasn't creepy. To um, th that one was the one where they found the skeleton in the wall. Yeah, and so you had a lot of like ghosts and like it, like visual stuff, and like you see the mother in the, the the grave, and you see the 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 sister with the neck broken. Like, why are you like doing this? And then you see at the end where the Theo and the father see the mother. And now you're thinking like, are they both crazy? Is it really like, Oh, okay. Like, and then so I was like, I got to watch something to make me happy and not go to bed like this, watch into the Grinch. And then I watched the Christmas Chronicles. And I have to say that movie was so much fun. That was, it's a kid's movie. I'm going to preface it as much as I can. It is meant for kids. Kurt Russell is a, badass santa claus like i want more of him as santa like he's just like a no guff like i think one of those things he says and he was like you know you were naughty and i was like i was naughty to be nice like that type of like mentality where it's very gray uh i thought it was really cool i like how they built on the mythos of like who santa is and how he does this stuff so i i enjoyed it thoroughly um it's definitely one of those things if it's on netflix and it might just start going in my rotation of holiday movies like I said, it was funny. It didn't really slow down that much. It kind of kept going at a pretty good clip. So I enjoyed it. Like I said, if you're looking for a good movie, and also the ending, who you find out who Mrs. Claus is, and I oh, was yeah. like, that is that was awesome. That was a nice callback. And uh, 
So it was just, it was good. Um, one part of the movie I didn't like, and it was just, it was just too much on the nose. And it feels like that was a writer in Kurt Russell's contract. That scene had to happen. Wh- but it which, doesn't, which one are you talking about? The one in jail. Oh, okay. Yeah. I kind of so, like that scene though. That was, uh... I, I, I liked it. Like it yeah. was something there. Like it was a good part of it. And I get like why he did it, but you could definitely tell that was like Kurt Russell's like, I want to, I want to do this. And yeah. they're like, oh, okay. So, well, did you, well, tying up on that too was, did you see that the head of Netflix said, oh, because uh, 20 million people, no, 10 million people watched um, Christmas Chronicles in the first like week or something like that, that if that was in the theaters, it would have made $200 million opening weekend. Really? And his logic was 10, 10 million people watched it and it's 20 bucks ahead someone in the theaters 200 million oh, yeah. and they're like yeah no that's not how theaters like economics work dude like yeah 10 million people probably watched it but you how many people are actually using their own netflix account how many people are watching it as like a group like you don't know like that like then they're like that's not true and if that's how netflix is trying to make revenue they're way off yeah but i still is 20 million people that watched it and it's really solidifying the quality that they're really starting to pump out yo yo did you yeah. see it i have not seen it yet it's okay. on the list of things that i need to see maybe i'll do that tonight you should it, it's, a, it's it's like an hour and a half too it's like it's like it gets right in the plot like right away it like it kind of takes off at a pretty good clip and it's it was it's mass low massachusetts so uh, my I watched it with my wife uh, opening week. Uh, really enjoyed it. Excellent movie. Uh, and she also watched. I you, caught. You're aware that you just said opening week, like uh, it was a movie. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Opening like, weekend. Yeah. He well, waited the... in line. He had his tent set up. It was like Star Wars, <laughs> like you know, Episode One. He had his tent out there. He was, you know, he had his, you know, he's camped out waiting for yeah. it to uh, drop at twelve oh one. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's not too many shows that we, we do that nowadays since the Marvel movies are Marvel shows are gone. Um, I use, I used to do that. Like daredevil. I watched like 12 o'clock like, as soon as it came on. Yeah. Um, another one, my, uh, wife watched and I caught parts of was like, I think it's called the princess swap or something like that. I'm all set with that. I'm it actually down. wasn't that bad. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Leo. <laughs> uh, okay, go watch Kurt Russell be a badass Santa Claus that's kind of pissed off that he keeps on getting drawn as a fat man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the running gag, which makes me so so much so makes me laugh so good. And there's some parts in there too where he's literally trying to convince people he's Santa, and he's doing everything that Santa does, and they're still just like, get away, like yeah. you're weird. And I'm like, that's our culture. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I think we completed another episode. Episode two is in the can. Anything else you guys wanted to end on or you think we're good? I think we're good. I think, I think it was a good week. We got a big week next week. We got our, our Aquaman show. Yeah. We'll talk heavily on Aquaman. Uh, but it's also our last show before the holidays. So maybe we'll do something festive. Yeah. We'll go from there. So, uh, who's seen Aquaman opening night? Thursday or Friday? I told, oh, thir- we're, I'm, me, me and Jenna go Thursday. Yeah. I have to close, I think, on Thursday. And then Friday I close, too. Colin's and sick. holiday hours are not fun. Colin's sick. 
call in sick. I cannot do that. <laughs> I got bills today. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> don't forget. Uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, oh yeah, you can see Aquaman tomorrow. Uh, I already canceled Amazon Prime. I tried to uh, get a ticket, and only crappy seats were left. But they did. Yeah, we. They did open up a uh, another showing though. So if if you checked Amazon Prime in the beginning and it was like crappy seats, uh, check again because mine opened up another showing. Uh, but the thing is, I'm seeing it Thursday with a friend, and I didn't want to see it before him because I know I'll just go into it and say, "Hey, yeah, this is going to be an awesome scene. Just wait, just wait." So <laughs> yeah. So so t- tune in next week and hear our review of the Aqua. There we go. Okay. Uh, yo, yo, where do you like being found on the interwebs? Um, Boy Meets Phone and Yo St. Laurent on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're doing social media. I should probably be there under one of those names. Um, you can also find me on the Dorking and sometimes at work. Okay. But most times sleeping. <laughs> James. You can find me at Longtime Storm, but also you can find um, me at Adork Physique on Twitter and uh, not Twitter, uh, Instagram and Facebook, uh, but at Longtime Storm on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, also, check out uh, me and Genevieve's uh, podcast, which will be relaunching uh, in January, uh, Adork Physique. Um, so, t- t- check that out. We have a bunch of episodes that we recorded before the chaos of the wedding, and so we're going to jumpstart our day one. Um, sometime in the first week of january and uh, start that um journey again and uh kind of go from there so definitely check us out but you also check me out here on the door <laughs> excuse me uh, the off the yeah this cough just will i'm like i'm fine like i don't f- i feel better i look better than i did last week yeah, you do uh, look alive it's, it's just uh this cough is just killing me it just sucks so but other than that guys tune in and what about the uh our fearless, our fearless leader to 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 uh, next to us. Ah, uh, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff about me. But more importantly, check out the Dorkening, where we do uh, these shows multiple times a week. Every Sunday, uh, we do live is our roundtable discussion. Uh, Tuesdays is the Wicked Horror Show, and then uh, later on in the week is uh, the podcast for Dorks Are Us. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun with this. I hope you guys are too. I. With that, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Peace, everybody.